Yo, so the opinions and views expressed on this podcast are that of our own and the future Bachelor podcast only and not affiliated with any outside party or entity or anything like that. This fun podcast, though, may include some adult language. Future Bachelor Podcast. Welcome to Future Bachelor. My name is Sai. And I'm Veronica. And we talk about Bachelor. We talk about Bachelor. That's what we do here. (laughs) <laughs> this episode we're covering jealousy knowing no age oh mr seal your girl times two no in the og swifty in football what and this is episode 285 let's go <laughs> guys wow look at us late night pod right look after watching not me yeah i mean not me either it's been a very long day and we are doing bachelor coverage right after the shows veronica has been doing some special reporting in the field but before we get into that special report (laughs) we want to thank everyone that's been listening and that has listened and that will listen uh veronica though i have to know how are you (laughs) i'm decent uh yeah i feel like you know we're in the, the the days start coming, they don't stop coming, as uh, Smash Mouth once said. And uh, I feel like October snuck up on me, and now we're fully in it. But, like, the weeks are long. Like, the days are short and long, but the weeks are long, and the months are short. We're in October. It's spooky season. It's We're getting hints of fall here in Atlanta, Georgia. Like, we're able to not sweat the moment we walk outside, it's kind of nice. And uh, because of that, we got hints of that over the weekend. And we decided to take advantage of that opportunity and do a little date night at Buford Corn Maze, Buford Farm, whatever it's really called. out of a corn maze that actually, uh, I think, is partially sponsored by the company, oh, if you will. Wow. Um, and, uh, yeah, throwback. You get a discount? Um, and... What? You get a discount? No, I didn't, which feels <laughs> like a crime, but you know. <laughs> oh, man. What is that? Oh, yeah. Womp womp, indeed. Um, but That's we fun. did the corn maze. Did you guys get lost? We ran into- did you get lost? Uh, no, we oh. didn't get lost. We So we the corn maze, we just went through it first. Like We did one time through, and then... We looked at the map again, and technically, like, you can find the different checkpoints, like, to complete the maze the right way, you're supposed to find, like, the six checkpoints, and it's, like, it looks like a, this, the, the look of it from aerial view would be, like, it's kind of, like, a couple different, like, faces and things, and it's, like, thanks, and it says, thanks for 15 years, and it has, actually, the, the station, the, the company's logo, of a specific entity of the company um, based here uh, as part of it as well. So we then went through the second time to just do, to figure out and find all of the, uh, whatchamacallits, the checkpoints, as well as dodging, you know, teenagers throwing corn. So uh, always fun. Corn chuckers, corn chuckers. Ran into, what? We call them corn chuckers. Corn chuckers, indeed. Um, <laughs> ran into a couple of pals, uh, like uh, Tag and TJ, and um, a couple of those people who were also out there at the same time. So that was kind of funny. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, just you know, been enjoying the beginnings of fall. It's been football season. 
you're wearing my team's uh, my team's colors, my hoodie of sorts there because uh, you know we had a big game that we lost against LSU, but we're still doing we're still doing pretty well for uh, you know people don't really think a lot of Mizzou in the SEC. But, well, I uh, wear this to root yeah, for. I wear this. You? I wear this to root for you. Thanks, pal. M I Z Z O U, all for you. Um, I'm doing good. Just a lot of rehearsals. We got Sweeney Todd starting next week. So I'm just like back to back from work to doing the other rehearsals for She Loves Me. And um, and just. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that one, too. Yeah. We're doing the housewarming party tomorrow or today, whatever it is. Um, So it'll be fun. You know? So um, but enough of all that. Why don't we get into what we do around here? You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. it's that time to talk about the Golden Bachelor in Paradise. Um, I think instead of saying the, gold, like the Golden Bachelor in Paradise, I'm going to say the Golden Bachelor and Paradise. I think that works. Yeah, I got it. All right, cool. We, we always get there. Um, well, we we'll get there. You know, I, 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 before we get talking about the Golden Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, YouTube, I'm going to need you to go ahead and subscribe, smash that thumbs up button, and hit that notification bell so you can get notified every time we drop new Bachelor content just like this. And if you just did, oh man, what? Huge shout out to you. Oh, we air horns for you. Um, you, I have to just say that like we've been, I've been so busy. I haven't been able to really see the comment crew this week. So you know how sometimes you guys aren't in the comments. Sometimes we just not be in the comments. I don't know, but I'm gonna get back to it. But I do want to shout out to all my crew. I know the Nancy Drew crew was in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna predict that Marion SP was in there. You know, I know that for sure. Ooh. And um, but yeah, guys, just bear with us. It was just a very transitional week. We're trying to keep this coming at you, and that's why we're doing it late night. So um, shout out to all you guys holding it down in the comments. Um, I'll get back in there. Uh, but besides that, um, Veronica, why don't we just get into it? Like, let's hop into the Golden Bachelor week three. Week three, we're here. We I, something I've noticed that they're doing for this show is like they kind of do a cold open. Where in usual shows are all like tonight on whatever. Instead for Golden Bachelor, they just kind of like drop us into an emotional scene. Mm-hmm. Like last week, it was the wedding um, thing with Nancy getting upset. And then this week, it's like they we see Gary crying on a bench. And we're like, God damn it. What's going to happen? And then they like do like a fade to their like, you know, their title screen of like Golden Bachelor. Blah, blah, and then we get into it. So, um, the ladies, which I guess they really are keeping them at this house, which seems crazy to me. The ladies are starting to form alliances. They're starting to form feelings around the fact that they're all competing for Gary's time and love. And, um, there's one group who they call themselves Askin, which (laughs) I think this is hilarious. A for April, S for Susan, K for Kathy and N for Nancy. And they're like, if you're asking, we're not telling. Or like, if you're asking, we're telling um, vibe, which I think is hilarious. And they definitely, Kathy seems to be like the ring leader in part of that because of feelings that she's having around Teresa going around and just talking about her one-on-one date a bunch, which 
is rubbing Kathy the wrong way, which becomes the underlying thread of the entire episode. Um, but uh, before we even get to that, our man Jesse comes through and uh, he tells everybody that there's going to be one group date that week and one romantic one-on-one. And, you know, he's like, I'm sure you guys want to know who's going on this group date. And I literally, like, respond to my screen being like, yeah, who? Because um, we didn't get to know last week. <laughs> right. Get it together, <laughs> they just Jesse. showed up. Yep. It ends up being everybody. Right. Everyone gets so, to go on this group date. And it's going to be a talent show. I love talent shows. Right. I love I love when they have them do this kind of stuff where they have, you know, and I think like the theme of this is like to really show that like even though these are older women, they all still have talents and they all still can like do stuff and like be creative and perform. Um, and Caitlin Bristow is a guest judge on this date, which a bunch of these ladies love her. Obviously, they must have all watched her season. Um and the winner of the date will get some special, like a dinner date portion with with Gary. You so know, they, I feel seeing, like they didn't, they didn't really use Caitlin Bristow that much in this. I know. I kind of was disappointed. I was like, I wanted her to like give more of like advice or like something or, or like or more. Said, I'm here to support. So maybe she did. But maybe we just because the show is only an hour long. Sometimes I do wonder about how they're editing, what they're deciding to put in and what they're deciding to not, because I feel like I don't know if I agree with all their decisions thus yeah. far. Well, there is definitely a lot of girl power in the building this evening. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I appreciated that. Like everyone just seemed to be very supportive of everyone. And, um, you know, <laughs> one of them was like, I would literally pay a ticket like. To see this show. Yeah, it was Susan. Yeah. Susan was like our Chris Jenner wannabe. She was like, I'd pay money to watch this. Like, people are doing everything. Like, <laughs> we've got ladies dancing. We've got ladies singing. we got ladies doing comedy. We've got ladies doing taekwondo. we got ladies doing push-ups. we got Come ladies on. teaching Come sex through. ed. Yeah, that, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then we've got poor little Joan, who seemingly... Um, thinks she has no talent. And so she's like all worried about it, which I'm like, I'm like, oh man, that's like so sad that she really thinks that. And then she like writes a little poem and I'm like, poetry's a talent. Like, and it was actually a very cute, I thought it was a sweet poem. I thought it was a, it, you know, explained her journey of like getting there and how, she was nervous and it was like it all went together. It was very cute and fun and and also, you know, really told a story. Um, and Leslie really thought she had it in the bag because she did a sexy dance on Gary because, you know, she's a dance instructor. And she's like, I've danced all my life. Like, yeah, she I've really got this she really thought she had bag. that. Oh, she was like, they were like, I don't know. I think it was a little. What, what was the word they used? Um a little too much, a little... Yeah. They're, like, calling it, like, yeah, inappropriate. They're, like, it seemed, like, you know, scandalous. Whatever. Um, so, yeah, that ends up happening, and, and you know, it's funny because she Joan ends up winning. Like, Gary thought he, she, like, when she was reading the poem, oh, she's talking right to me. Uh, so he really right. he did that. So she gets the date, 
and they have a wonderful date. You know, they yeah they they talk about you know losing their partners and stuff, and seem to be perfect. I don't know, like these and women- like getting back into the getting back in into the dating scene and just like you know what they gave up to do this because you know they wanted to prioritize themselves for once and. You know, everything, it looks like an amazing, like, it looks like it's going to end on a great note. But then, alas, we cut to the morning and Joan is in tears on the phone uh, talking to her daughter who just, you know, a week, two weeks prior um, had a baby. And I guess the delivery was not not super great and i guess there there seems to be complications so um and her daughter had sent her a message which this is what i want to know i want to know if they give these folks their phones or if there's like a more lax rule on the phone situation no it's just probably emergency contact like they have to be able to talk to people if there's an emergency so um right so yeah, I mean, she ends up having to leave, and she has a great conversation with Gary. Gary takes it really well, and she's yeah, gone. He's bummed for sure. Which is definitely a good sign for the ladies because she was going to be probably going far. I feel top like. dog. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So, anyways, what happens next? Yeah. Um. So that definitely, you know, Gary's feeling kind of some kind of way, but he still has a one-on-one date that he's got to be getting ready for and going on. And, uh, the designer, Michael Costello comes in and, um, the one-on-one date goes to Ellen. So, um, he comes in, takes Ellen to a different room in the mansion where he set up all of like these dresses for her and like jewelry and shoes for her to like, you know, figure out an outfit for their nice date that night. She picks out this pretty pink dress. She gets all dressed, pops out. Gary's there in a cute little tux and he's like, wowee. And they head on their their little dinner date. And, you know, they're having they're having a great time. He he's going into it saying, you know, that he feels most himself with Ellen, but like he hasn't really felt the exact romantic spark yet. More of like the more like he feels like very comfortable with her. Just mm-hmm. but he's like, but I'm looking for that extra oomph. And, you know, nothing says extra oomph like a pretty outfit and going on a hot air balloon and doing some product placement for Neil Lane with some earrings for her to complete her look. Um, They kiss in the hot hot air balloon? Huh? They kiss in the hot air balloon? They kiss. He pulls out a rose out of nowhere. I don't know where the fuck that was. (laughs) And... Gives her her rose up in the air, and uh, they're having they're having a great time. Like he's like, you know, Ellen really like bopped her way up to the top, literally. Yeah. In this in this date. I mean, I think like he said, he can just really be himself with her, and that's she's very comforting. Uh, I thought it was interesting him talking about his wedding from fifty years ago and not remembering anything, like. That was hilarious. He's like, I look at pictures and like whatever. And 
And I feel like it is very typical, like, of some of that stuff back then. They were getting married really young. They were getting married when they really, like, had no money or anything like that. So, like, there isn't, like, a ton, you know, to do with that. So it's, it is fascinating to yeah. think about that, you know. So that goes good. She gets the rose. Um, you know, we start getting more clips of, of Teresa, like, not really being self-aware how she's coming off. Like, not only is it annoying, right. but it was like what Kathy said at the end of the uh, of the episode. She was like, you're talking like you've already won. You know, like, it's like your love story. Like, we are all going to go pack our bags and stuff. Like, that's the way it did come off. And she just... And she does it again later on. Like, you know, literally does it again. Yeah. Um, it's like, I can tell that she's excited, but it is like... She's talking to everybody as if they were because I feel like these women are getting close. They're becoming close friends. They're like really like vibing with each other. But she's talking to them as if they are just her friends that aren't also into the same dude. And I think because this is such a different experience for all of these people, like because they really haven't been dating as much, like at least like when you're 20 something or whatever, maybe a 30 something on this show, you're at this point used to dating around, potentially having a roster, if you will, uh, you know, like being dating multiple people at once in some kind of way where truly like if we're going to be honest, bachelor, Nate, bachelor franchise shows are this very bizarre form of polyamory. And when you're an older person, like they're like, that is so far from what they're even in the realm of knowing that it, I think especially hits harder that they're all dating the same person. And even though they like want, they're building those friendships. I think they can't, they don't know where that line is of being like, okay, like I'm talking to my friend about how excited I am about my connection and how I'm feeling, but also like she's feeling some kind of way because she hasn't had, you know, alone time with the same dude that I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm saying, you know, oh, yeah, he says we want to travel. He says we want to like talking in wheeze to somebody who also wants to be a we with the same person. Yeah. Well said. You know? um, I think I think it's like like, yeah, I hate to say older people, but older people, it's like older people on Facebook. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's they they weren't having didn't aren't used to facebook so now that they're using it it's like they're using it like we used it when we first came out you know um right so they just have to get used to it um as far as like dating in this uh scenario but anyways what ends up happening here towards the end of this episode so we're uh we're getting to the cocktail party and people like tensions are high just because People are feeling some kind of way about the time they have or haven't had. Uh, Kathy and Teresa kind of are at odds, but Teresa doesn't even really know it. And so during like the kind of pre-cocktail party time, um, April, who's part of Askin, you know, makes a statement saying how people need to be mindful about what they're doing and how they need to not talk about intimate connection details because, you know, they're all trying to do that as well. And that should be something that's out of respect, not even just for them and the w- other women, but out of respect for Gary and like how he's going about his process. 
something that people should be keeping closer to the chest. And like Teresa's all like, uh, okay. Like I feel this was targeted and kind of figures out that it was targeted. Um, and is, you know, and is, and is concerned. Cause she's like, what, what's going on here? And, uh, and Kathy goes and talks to Gary just herself about how she's been feeling down and having a rough time with that whole week and just how, you know, how she's been feeling and Gary rewards her with a rose just right there. Yeah, on the I, didn't, spot, I didn't see that coming. Um, Me but, neither. I was and, like, whoa, where's and he also, going? Also, Kathy held it down and didn't snitch. She didn't snitch. I did appreciate that. I was like, I, I was like, is she going to bring it up? Or like, is she going to be like, well, Teresa keeps going around like talking all about your guys's great date and I'm feeling some kind of way. She instead was just like, you know, it's been tough, like going through this. Like, I really want to have this connection with you, blah, 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 blah. Like she does make it very much so about her and his connection together and not about what, you know, Teresa is or isn't doing. So like kudos to her on that. Um, and then, um, who ends up going home? Uh, Edith and Christina end up going home. And before they even get to the rose ceremony, Teresa does confront Kathy after Kathy had her talk with Gary Mm. and be all like, yo, like why was Edith saying this stuff about me? And and Kathy's all like, I don't know what he said. I wasn't there. And Teresa's all like, well, she said this and like, blah, blah, blah. And I know that you've been upset about this or that. And then Teresa pretty much just like gives it to her point blank. She's like, you've been boastful. You've been walking around saying all this stuff, acting like, you know, it, your end game pretty much. And Teresa breaks down and is super upset. And, you know, Gary ends up talking to her about it. But I feel like it, it isn't, it isn't, the drama is similar, but it just doesn't, it isn't handled the same way as a normal show. I feel like just because like Gary doesn't look at it and is like, Oh, what are these girls doing? Way is more of a like, Oh man, like I knew Teresa to be like this or that, like this must really have her shooken up. Like if this is how she's acting or feeling. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I was actually, I was like, Oh, here we go. Like when it started happening, I was like, Oh wow. The drama is actually, starting to happen it's the formula still here um but yeah mm-hmm. so edith christina go home uh we get some scenes of next week but i think we should just hop right into bachelor in paradise so um it looks like we start off on a new day recupping all the couples and um we got a new boy in town we do the the ladies have the roses this week the boys are like our power has been relinquished and they're not feeling great about it especially as we have hottie number one come down the steps and it's tanner and all of the girls literally perk up the second tanner comes down they're like like a lot of them had tanner on their list a lot of these dudes are already like fuck like this is like they're they're all self-aware they're all like we're we're worried. We're worried. This is Tanner. He's tall. He's handsome. I think He's- it's so interesting how Bachelor in Paradise like reintroduces these characters that like once like could have just been taking a backseat in their season for whatever reason, but now they're hot. Like I know he kind of was like a dark horse and I char- mean I I always thought Tanner was nice and cute, but yeah, I mean him and Charity were never 
going to be a Yeah, thing. but you just like, didn't really just stand out until it. the end when he was still there. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah. he's standing out now. Yeah. And he talks to, you know, talks to Kat, talks to Jess, and uh, it's making both Braden and Blake nervous. And he ends up asking Kat on the date. And she says yes without a, a second thought, without even a second glance. She just gets right up and goes to get ready for the date. And even when she comes back already for like her to be picked up by Tanner, like breezes past Brayden, doesn't even like acknowledge him. And uh, you I mean, know, that's just that's just paradise. A- that's paradise like uh, courtesy. You know, you're supposed to you go and talk. You gotta at least, to, like, say something. You gotta have a conversation. Like, right. You Especially because, like, they were really close. Like, she just got her rose from Brayden. They were really kind of, like, looking pretty solid. And they were, like, all coupley from the jump all over each other. And, you know, and also, like, on a friendship front, her and Jess had talked. And, like, she knew that for Jess, like, that... Tanner was like kind of her number one um and Jess is also like okay you could have at least even like talked to me too but say less sis um and uh so Kat just goes off has a great date with Tanner they're riding horses uh even though she's scared of them she does it she's making out with him while wearing her little thong bikini because a black box is covering her booty and, you know, she's talking about how they're vibing and she feels different with him. Like she feels like she has a better she even admits to Tanner that she feels like she's having a closer connection with him than with Brayden, which feels like a little rude to like be telling the guy that you're on a date with that you feel like a better vibe with him than the other guy that you've been sucking face with for the past week. I mean, uh, Kylie did it last week. Yeah. Cat doing yeah. it this week. So Yeah, it's uh it, it's looking rough. Meanwhile, Brayden is like back at the beach like feeling like shit, talking to all the dudes and everyone's like feeling bad for him and uh and then uh another hottie number 2 comes down and it's Tyler Norris. So coming back after being on um, briefly and actually like you know leaving the beach in a relationship with Brittany um last year he comes down uh rachel's excited to talk to him because she's all like you know things are different now maybe we could even vibe it out could be a a good time because he was on her season and she had to break his heart by not you know going bringing him to hometowns or stuff like that so he talks to rachel he talks to jess which I was like, Jess was definitely like excited to talk to him too. And then he talks to Mercedes and like, honestly, I didn't even see Mercedes being part of that equation with him at all. I kind of really thought he was like going to go with, with Jess or maybe Rachel, but no, I don't know why people are passing up Jess right now. That's weird. I know. Like Jess is so cute. And like, and Blake's losing his mind every time that she gets pulled. He's like, I know Jess might be a hot commodity, but goddamn. Like, he's, like, having a hard time. But uh, he takes, uh, Tyler takes Mercedes on the date. And, like, everyone, like, looks over at Will because, like, Will cannot keep a girl. Like, poor Will. Like, every time somebody comes down, 
his girl is gone. Like he has not been able to keep a girl. So, you know, they're, they go off on their date and Will's all like, bruh, what am I going to do here? <laughs> what am I going to do here? What does and then, he do? Well, what he does is he ends up talking to Wells and like he's feeling sad. And um, I mean, to fast forward to later on, uh, like Tyler and Mercedes on their date, they see a shooting star. They see a raccoon. They all think these are great signs. And she ends up coming back and talking to Will and being all like, hey, like, I'm not fully set on either one of you guys just yet. Like, I definitely want to be able to, like, sleep on it, figure it out, see where I'm going to be. Because, like, I both I know, like, you care a lot about me. I had a really great time with Tyler, but I've also I had a really good time with you the other night. Like, I, you know, she's like trying to at least like figure out, learn more about them before making a decision. Because unlike her, when Kat comes back from her date with uh, with um, Tanner, she pretty much comes to and finally talks to Brayden. And she's all like, yeah, I don't think my feelings are really going to grow more for you. Like, uh so, like, which I'm like, what? Why would you say it like that? That's wild. So she pretty much dumps him. And Brayden's like, what the fuck? And she goes around. She goes about, like, the rest of her evening acting, like, so happy. Like, yeah, it was such a great date. Blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, Brayden's like, what the hell? Like, I really was falling for her. And, like, we were really, like, feeling some kind of way for each other. And then she just completely blindsides me. And it takes until, like... Some of Kat's friends, like it's Jess and Kylie are like, girl, we got to sit you down because you need to be mindful about how you're acting because you literally just got this man's rose the night, like, you know, two nights prior. And now you're acting like, see you later, like whatever around him. And she's all like, of course, she gets really defensive about all that. She's like, well, I think I'm allowed to have my feelings and make my decisions and blah, blah, blah. Like, I've been very open and honest with him the whole time. Like, there was nothing I whatever. And they're like, well, go fucking talk to him more. And so they go and talk. And uh, it it doesn't really it doesn't really go well. Honestly, it just it seems like they're spiraling because she's all like, why are you acting this kind of way? And he saw like, what do you mean? Like, you literally didn't tell me anything before the date. And she's like, I've only been open and honest. And he's all like, okay, but like not in this situation, you weren't. And so like, they, they pretty much get nowhere. She storms off and he's like, cool, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, so all, all the while, Sam is going in and out of the bathroom trying to poop. Because she hasn't pooped in nine days. And she talks to the doctor. And the doctor pretty much tells her that by sunrise on day 10, if she hasn't pooped yet, they're going to have to ship her back to the States for her to get some, like, you know, heavy-duty medical assistance for her poop baby. They might have to, like, surgically remove her shit, which is ridiculous. Like, and so because she pretty much has a time limit, they put up this funny little time ticker, like where it has like a little baby in a little toilet. And at one point it has a little baby in logs, like you're cutting logs. It's I'm dying. And then like they 
because she then goes and tells Sam about uh, not not Sam. She is Sam. She goes and tells Aaron about this, which thank God he's a firefighter and paramedic. So it's all like I've seen some shit, literally. And he makes her up like brings her all this food to hopefully try to like get some stuff going, like some beans, makes her take a shot of olive oil, see if that will help her shit like. She's been taking laxatives. She's been doing all the things. He's, like, having her move around. She's, like, in pain now, though. She's all like, this is too much. She's like, if I don't poop, this is going to be bad. And she's like, I really don't want to leave paradise because of my shit, literally. And so we we're, we end the episode with, uh, you know, her still in pain and us hoping to see if she gets any movement going to stay in paradise. Or if she's going to be taken out. Wow. Um, what an ending. Uh, that's that's wild. What an ending indeed. You know, um, I don't know what to think. I'm excited to see like where these relationships go into next season. I'm pretty invested now. Um, you know, I, I wonder what will happen to Brayden. I, I, I care for him, you know? Um, yeah, I wonder too because, you know... I feel like there was predictions just from seeing like after the final rose or whatever that him and Rachel and like Rachel had shown interest in him. And I just I don't see Rachel and Sean being anything more. So I'm like, I'm waiting to see where Rachel starts to make more moves, like more meaningful moves. And I wonder if it'll be in Braden's direction or, uh, you know, or somebody else, because Braden pretty much wasn't pursuing anybody but cat and now that's not even a thing right um anything else happening in bachelor nation yes so because you know all of the news surrounding the fact that taylor swift's been hitting up uh the kansas city chief games for her potential man's travis kelsey um jordan rogers uh husband to jojo fletcher from bachelor nation and also brother the strange brother of uh aaron Rodgers, jets quarterback um formerly of the you know packers talked about how he used to save tickets for like keep them in will call for taylor swift back when he played uh for vanderbilt he played football at vanderbilt which is in nashville and i guess she lived you know down the road at the time because that was when she was living in Nashville and like really boosting her career. And he had like found a picture of like when he met her back in like back in the day, back like when she was like still wearing her hair curly, doing the whole country girl thing. Um, and how, you know, he was like, he's like, I've been a Swifty, like I paved the way for Travis Kelsey. So he's like, no, she never showed up, but she did live right down the road. So I thought there was at least a chance. So I just think that's funny. Hilarious. Just thinking. What I else? Mean, um, and then speaking of uh, Bachelor in Paradise uh, success stories, Astrolock and Kevin Went uh, welcomed their second son to the world this past week. Nash uh, Lachland went. Um, and so that joins their family now of four with their uh, older son, uh, August, that they've already had. And um, all is uh, all are well with them. So we love we love to see a a Bachelor in Paradise success story, fam, and everything like that. Truly, 
those seem to be the strongest of couples and families from Seriously. from many of the franchise shows. Totally, totally. Um, well, what do you guys think? Let us know in the comments. You know, what do you think of the the new uh, uh, alliance asking in the Golden Bachelor Mansion? Um, what do you think about all the moves the cat's making in this episode of Bachelor in Paradise? You know, do you think Brayden's going to stick around? I think he might. Um, you know, this is the way Paradise works. Uh, just let us know what you guys thinking in the comments, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get back to you shortly. Uh, because uh, this is the only time we could record this week. This is kind of like what we... I had to sneak in. Uh, I'm coming from a rehearsal, so I didn't get to watch the show um, as in-depth as Veronica did. So I appreciate you, V, for getting in there. But um, they should be back on track next week. So everybody, uh, shout out to you. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going to cut this sh- uh, episode short with that. Uh, this has been your favorite podcast, Future Bachelor. My name is Cy. And I'm Veronica. (laughs) And we love you. Deuces. Bye. Future Bachelor Podcast.